This episode of Lead to Win is brought to you by Your Best Year Ever Live, a virtual event to help you set powerful goals for the new year. Claim your seat today at bestyearever.me. Hi, I'm Michael Hyatt. And I'm Megan Hyatt Miller. And this is Lead to Win, our weekly podcast to help you win at work and succeed at life. Hey, Megan, how you doing? Hey, Dad. I'm glad to be here. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, awesome. We've got the holidays coming up, including we New do. Year's, and that's always an opportunity to start fresh and look forward to the future. But the holidays also remind us that we have other priorities besides, you know, just work. So today we want to talk about goal setting, but we want to do it in the context of setting goals for a well-rounded future. You just can't set goals in one area. You need to tackle goals in many areas of your life. Yeah, I think this is really important because if we're not careful when we think about goal setting, we think about that as something that is just really for the professional part of our life, you know, or maybe the financial part of our life. I've been guilty of that for sure. And we don't really think about the other domains of our life and what it's going to take to design a, a life that's great from a holistic perspective. You know, if we look at all the different domains of our life, what is it really going to take to create an awesome life. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I think um, when we're done, people are going to have a really clear idea of how to think about goal setting beyond just their business. Certainly, that's an obvious place uh, to apply these things, but there's a lot more to talk about. Absolutely. Well, Stephen Covey is one of my heroes. And Stephen Covey, of course, wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But he also wrote another book on priorities called Put First Things First. And the whole idea is that we should assess what we believe to be the most important priorities in our life and then our, align our lives around those priorities. And the same is true when it comes to goal setting. You know, if you've pursued only work, and I've certainly, you know, done that where I was lopsided in my goal pursuit. I only had goals at work. I spent most of my time at work. Most of my focus was at work. Most of my creativity was at work. But even if you're successful in that area, and I was, your life gets very hollow and very empty very quickly because it's not the totality of your life. And, and what we want to do in this episode is help people to have a full, rich, balanced life where all these different domains of life are considered. Yeah, you know, you talk a lot about this idea of designing your life, that life is not something that just happens or that we just uh, or that we have to drift into, you know, which is what most people are doing is that they're just kind of drifting into the next thing and the next thing after that. And the results they're getting in their life are just a result of kind of where life takes them. You're saying, no, you can really design your life. And I think that's a familiar concept for a lot of us uh, professionally. You know, we think about strategic planning in our businesses or, you know, at work, we think about uh, setting some goals, but not everybody has thought about how to apply those things in the rest of their life. And as it turns out, there's a lot of life to consider that's outside of work. So I'm excited to dig into this um, because I think if we only apply that concept of design professionally, then what happens to the rest of our life is there's no real vision for it. We just find ourselves kind of drifting and we don't ultimately like where we end up. Well, this may be some of our listeners as they're listening to this. The objection may be, well, I don't really find goal setting that helpful because I can't control everything. But yeah. here's the thing. Just because you can't control everything doesn't mean you can't control or influence some things. And usually you can control enough things 
to determine the outcome or at least to impact the outcome. So don't fall into that trap that just because you can't control everything, and by the way, you can't control everything, but just because you can't control everything doesn't mean you can't shape or influence the future. And that's what we're advocating for here. You know, one of the things that I've thought a lot about this year in 2020, it probably a lot of you have too, is just all the things we can't control. I mean, there have been so many things just kind of thrown in our face True. that we can't control, including sometimes, you know, where we go and what we do and who we see. Like that has been um, dramatically impacted in the last year by the COVID-19 crisis and not to mention, you know, the election and just so many other things that have happened that we feel like kind of happen to us that we can't control. But I don't know about you guys. I've also had a renewed sense, particularly in the last several months, about the need to control the things I can control, you know, that I don't need to be able to control the outcome of the election or when COVID-19 ends and we kind of get back to normal. Like that's actually not necessary for me to have a great life. I can have an amazing 2021, for example, even without control over any of those things, even if I don't like those things in some ways. Um, But I do need to kind of remember my own agency and take control of the things that I need to, particularly those areas that for a lot of people have been neglected over the last, you know, six, 12 months um, with COVID. So I think that's just an important thing to remember. Well, to go back to Stephen Covey and to borrow from him again, you know, he has this great model in the seven habits book where he talks about your circle of concern, mm-hmm. you know, the things that you hear about that you can't really affect. Like you could put in most news, most social media stuff, you know, sort of in that category, you hear about it. It uh, takes a lot of energy from you, a lot of focus from you, may get you upset, but you really can't do anything about it. Then there's inside that, that big circle is another circle that's your circle of influence. These are the things that you really can influence the outcome of. And I can't remember if this is, is something I've added to the model or if this is actually in seven habits. I haven't looked for a while, but then there's also the circle of control. And the one thing I, I, you know, can pretty much control a hundred percent is me. Yeah. You know, the stories I'm telling myself, right. the actions I'm taking, yep. the words that I'm using, my thinking, you know, that's inside the circle of control and the circle of influences is bigger than that. But the circle of concern is, I think, where we're tempted to focus. Yeah, totally. But it really doesn't do any good. It doesn't do any good. All right, well, let's shift gears for a second and let's talk about why it's important to lead a well-rounded life. Why is it important to set goals and have a vision for your life beyond just your professional life? Well, I kind of think of it like a wheel, you know, with many spokes. And if several of the spokes are broken, maybe a bicycle would be a better metaphor, but if several of the spokes are broken and you've got a lopsided wheel, it's just not going to run as well as it would otherwise. And in fact, you might end up in the ditch. So to think of an example, and I kind of gave my example of being sort of lopsided in the work domain Mm -hmm. and not giving attention to the other areas. And so I went through, you know, a health crisis. Um, I went through some relationship, you know, crises with my daughters. You know, I had some, some things that really could have been avoidable if I had really focused on the totality of my life. Mm -hmm. And I think of one example where your mom, my wife, Gail, was pretty much focused entirely on, you know, things around the home. Cause she was a stay at home mom. That was just the model that we had, you know, pretty traditional. She was really focused on that. And I could remember, and I think if she was telling you here now, before she got involved in our course, your best year ever, and actually decided to do it for the first time, you know, she was heavily focused 
on things at home, primarily parenting. But I can tell you for a couple of years after the last of our daughters, Marissa moved out of the house, she kind of felt, and she would say this if she were here, a little bit lost. Yeah. Trying to find herself because she had not developed those other areas of her life. Those had become sort of atrophied. And, you know, that's that's natural. I think all of us left to our own devices will do that. We'll gravitate toward the urgent or toward the thing that that we enjoy the most. And it's not a sustainable long-term strategy. It's got to be all these domains. So that in, that would involve your spiritual life, your intellectual life, your emotional life, your relational life, your financial life, your vocational life, even your avocational life, which is kind of a big fancy word for your hobbies or the things that you do that that aren't part of your vocation or part of your calling. And so all those, as it turns out, are important if you're going to be healthy and if you're not going to crash and burn at some point. Well, this is something that you talk about in detail with Daniel Harkavy in your book, Living Forward, which came out several years ago. Um, and I think the idea of creating a life plan is something that for most people they haven't done, um, but it can be a really good way to start thinking about this more deeply and really asking that question of what is my vision for all these different domains of my life? When I'm looking 25 years down the road, where do I want to be? Um, and that can help to inform your goal setting as you think about that. Do you have any additional thoughts on that? So 20 years ago, I was first made aware of the concept of a life plan. And Daniel Harkavy, who at the time was my executive coach, he ended up being my co-author on the book, Living Forward, which is all about how to create a life plan. He was the first person to introduce me to this concept. And my head exploded. I mean, it's a profoundly simple concept, but it's basically, we all understand the importance of planning when it comes to business, but have we intentionally used that process and applied it to the rest of our life? So it was the first time I began to think, and I mean, it's shocking to, to admit this now, but it was the first time that I ever thought about, oh, you mean my health could be different? Yeah. Or my relationships could be different? And if I sort of had an aspiration and set an intention and then broke it down into goal setting, then I could actually change my reality and I could make it better than it is today. I mean, I even smile as I'm, I'm saying this because that, that whole concept is still, for me, pregnant with possibility. You know, as I'm thinking about 2021, you know, I think about all these different domains. And, you know, frankly, and I'm, I'm not trying to brag on this, but I feel fairly accomplished in many of those domains. And yet there is so much more where I can grow, right? And so all we need is a process. We need to think about all these domains, what it is we want. And that's where it really starts is with that kind of aspirational look at the future. So forget for a minute goal setting. Forget for a minute even life planning. I would just encourage people to take the major domains of their life, and I give those in my book, Your Best Year Ever, in the course, Your Best Year Ever, in the life planning book. You know, they're, they're basically the same. But if you think about each of those domains, just ask yourself the question, what do I want? What do I want for my marriage? If you've got kids, what do you want for your kids? If you know, you've got a career, hopefully you do, what do I want there? What do you want for your health? What do you want for your intellectual development? And give yourself permission to dream again. This is so appropriate for this time of year, not just this time of year and any year, but this time of year, the end of the year, the end of a tough year, 
before we head into a new year. You know, if you're going to design something different, if you feel like you drifted somewhat through 2020 and you want to not do that in 2021, you want to design 2021 and control the things you can um, in all areas of your life, going through this exercise, just get your yellow legal pad out and start writing, you know, um, is such a great way to reconnect with that part of you that knows deep down inside that the future is hopeful and that there's a lot to be excited about. So I love that. I think that's a powerful suggestion. Okay. I want to share a tool that we have. Um, We developed this probably five years ago. I still use it to this day. We use it with our clients to this day, but it's called the life score assessment. Mm Mm-hmm. The premise is what gets measured can improve, right? The problem is we don't usually have metrics around our non-work life. So the life score assessment is designed for you. I'm talking about the people listening to this for you to assess all the major domains of your life. So we have 10 domains and you get to assess where you are and give yourself a score. And the language is pretty explicit so that you can find yourself in the test and you come out with this live score. Now, it's going to tell you two things when you do this. By the way, you can find this at bestyourever.me forward slash life score. Mm-hmm. If you're driving, don't try to remember it. Don't write it down. It'll be in the show notes. You can find it at bestyourever.me forward slash life score. And did I mention it's free? This doesn't cost you anything to do this. I take this assessment uh, on a quarterly basis. And the reason I do that is because uh, I'm often unaware of where I'm experiencing slippage or where I'm drifting. You know, if you knew you were drifting, you would stop and not drift, but you're usually not aware of it. So the life score assessment helps you become aware of it, but it's going to tell you a couple of things. It's going to tell you first, first of all, where to focus in 2021, because here's reality. You can do anything you want. You can't do everything you want. So I think it was David Allen that said that in his book, Getting Things Done, but he's exactly right. You can do anything you want. You can't do everything you want. And in fact, if you try to tackle every domain all at once, and you might be tempted to, that's a recipe for not really finishing anything. But it's going to tell you where to focus, and it's going to give you a number in that area so that you can see kind of what the next level is and give you some ideas for how you can improve and go to the next level. So once you've done the life score assessment and maybe you've identified where you're really, you know, killing it, where it's awesome and where not so much, you know, it's not going as well. Your score is not what you would hope that it would be. How do you decide as you kind of shift from that big picture to, okay, now it's time to set goals. How do you decide where to focus and which domains to pick? Do you pick, you know, uh, something from every single one? Do you pick only the ones that are um, under-functioning or the one that's the worst and you set all your goals in that domain? How do you think about that? Well, I can tell you what I do. And some people use the life score assessment in different ways. But for me, I focus on the underperforming areas because, again, I don't want to have a lopsided wheel, mm-hmm. right? And we actually give you a report when you get done with the life score assessment that shows you this. I can't remember what we call this, but it's it's a graphic that looks like a wheel and it shows you where you're strong and, and where you're weak. And so I focus on those areas that need the improvement. Consistently for me, that tends to be in the area of personal relationships outside of family and work. Mm-hmm. So those friendships are the kind of the easiest thing to drift in. And I've really tried to be more intentional uh, over the last several years. And I still got a lot of room, room for improvement, but that would be one that that I focus on. But But you know, in different seasons, You know, I may drift out on my health. You might just get complacent or I might get lazy and I go, man, 
I've got to get focused back on my health because here's the thing that if you don't focus on it and if you don't improvement, this is a moving target. There's a trajectory. And so it's not like it's static state. Mm -hmm. Your health, for example, is either improving or it's going downhill. It's not just static. And so that's why it's important to assess periodically and see where you are. Yeah. You know, the one for me that I feel like I'm constantly um, needing to prioritize and, you know, frankly, this is going to be something I'll focus on significantly in 2021 is the avocational area, you know, with five kids and the business and all the things. It's just really easy for me to put that kind of on the bottom of the list. And I think that's tough. You know, I think that that has some negative consequences um, that, you know, fortunately I haven't had too many of, but I could certainly over time see that build. And so I'm, I'm trying to decide, you know, what hobby do I want to pursue? Obviously it has to be relevant to the season of my life. It's not going to be, you know, playing 18 holes of golf on a Saturday or something like that. Well, you know, Joel keeps the kids. So I think it's, it's important to think of something that's relevant, Um, But I know that I need that and I need to have that kind of place to rejuvenate mentally and emotionally outside of work. You know, I think it's important for us to say that all of life is interconnected. Mm -hmm. That's why this is important. You know, somebody might think, well, you know, a hobby is kind of optional. You know, it's not something that's that important. So why does that even need to be in the mix? What, What would your argument be for that, Megan? Well, I think you have a lot more to bring to the table professionally and to the people that you love the most when you're mentally rejuvenated, when you have time for yourself, when not that you have to necessarily do all of your hobbies alone, but um, when you when you kind of like refill uh, the well a little bit there, I think that you're you're able to contribute more. You know, if all you do is think about work, you work and you think about work. And that's true for a lot of people when they're not at work, they're thinking about work, they're reading about work, you know, they're doing email, whatever. You're just kind of in this self-reinforcing cycle. You don't have anything new to bring to it. You don't have a fresh perspective. And what I think is great about hobbies and doing things recreationally is that you get to experience life in a totally different way. And it's it's pretty um, frequent that, that the lessons you learn there or the insights that you have, they show up in your work or they show up in your life um, with your family or your friends. And for me, that's why it's compelling is I don't want to be um, a one-dimensional person. You know, I don't want to have the experience of uh, when I'm not at work, I'm not that interesting or, um, or you know, I'm just kind of restless or bored or when my kids finally all move out. Fortunately for me, that's a long time because <laughs> we have a baby. So it's going to be a long time before we're truly empty nesters. But, you know, where I feel like I don't really have an identity outside of being a mom and uh, a professional. So, you know, I just want to be a well-rounded person. So we need to set goals in many of the domains, but it's important for you to hear us saying this, but not in all domains, right? because we don't want you to be overwhelmed. And again, in in our last episode, we talked about the power of incremental change over time. So we don't want you to be overwhelmed. We don't want you to procrastinate, but we want you to set meaningful goals for 2021 in various domains of life. And the life score assessment is a great place to start to help you identify some of those domains that need attention. And by the way, I should ask Megan, do you do the same thing? that I do. And that is kind of highlight the ones where you're maybe a little bit weaker and need more improvement and focus on those. Yeah. I wouldn't say that that's exclusively what's happening. One of the things that I have to be careful of is (laughs) just the, the sort of orientation of my personality is I can just get focused on what's not working and like 
double down and obsess on what's not working. And where that's problematic for me is that it can get overwhelming. You know, it's like, I'm going to try to fix all the problems all at once. And, and I just sort of tell myself the story that everything is broken. And that's not really true. You know, that that's uh, actually lots of things are going really well. And so I like to have a mix. I like to, to have things where I feel like I'm already doing well. Um, and I, and I want to optimize those areas. I want to figure out how to take it to the next level or, um, areas where I feel like, you know what, this is not, uh, where I want it to be, you know, like the hobby area for me, you know, so I'm going to have a mix of both. And I try to not have too many things that I'm overhauling all at the same time. You know, if I feel like one area of my life really needs a lot of attention, then that needs my focus. I don't want to have like three or four areas of my life that simultaneously I'm trying to overhaul. That's just sort of like too much to metabolize. Well, think of it this way. You know, we recommend in our course, Your Best Year Ever, and is built into the Full Focus Planner, the place for 12 annual goals. So you don't have to have 12. There's been years when I've had probably as few as nine, maybe even eight, but never more than 12. Because again, if you try to attack everything, you're not going to achieve anything. But then that works out to about three per quarter. So in any given quarter, three goals that I'm pursuing. And, you know, the law of threes is something that we practice in the full focus system. That's right. So three quarterly goals, three weekly objectives, three daily tasks, the big three. Okay. So when it comes to those big three goals, typically, you know, I'm going to have one or two, sometimes three, but I'm going to have many of those are going to be related to my work. Right. That is, that is a big part of my life. I mean, we can't yep. deny that, right? Right. And I want to make progress in that area because that makes possible everything else. Mm-hmm. So, or at least it has a big influence on everything else. But I try to have at least one goal that I'm focused on that quarter that's a non-work-related goal. Yeah, now, sometimes in the summer when I'm taking a sabbatical, I might have two goals that are personal and non-work related. Do you do the same thing? Yeah, I do the same thing. I would say on a given year, I have four to five professional goals, you know, like that or, or something related either to the business or to my own professional development that, you know, somewhere in there are those goals. And so then the other ones fit around that. And I kind of like that mix. You know, I feel like that's a good way of reflecting kind of how my time is spent, you know, that I spend uh, you know, big chunk of my time at work. And then I have less time than I kind of divide up between family and, you know, all those other things. Um, so that's, that's worked really well for me. And I think that the full focus system that you just described that, you know, cadence of threes is really helpful and kind of the antidote to getting overwhelmed. Because what we find uh, with newbie goal setters, a lot of times is that they will set, you know, 10 to 12 goals, but they'll, they'll set like six habit goals, you know, so these are like new habits that they're going to adopt. And they want to start them all in the first quarter. You know, they're like so excited. And while that sounds great, if you haven't done it before, you'll quickly discover that it's not great and that it's really overwhelming. And focusing on only three goals at a time is so helpful to avoid that overwhelm. And like you said, Dad, to make sure you're getting a good mix of professional goals and personal goals. Yeah. So sometimes we have people come to us and they say, oh, okay, well, I'll set 12 goals professionally. Yeah. And then I'm going to set 12 <laughs> goals personally. But here's the problem with that. First of all, your life is not that easily compartmentalized. Right. Right. And this is why we have to set goals in all the areas. But what we're saying, you don't have to do this, but this is what we're saying. What we advocate based on the latest goal achievement research is no more than 12 goals total. So vocational total. and personal 
total in your life because life is a seamless whole, right? How, what, you know, the physical activities that I do in the morning before I go to work impact my work. Yep. How stressed or unstressed I am at work impacts my family. You know, all this is interconnected and interrelated. So again, no more than 12 goals, but in multiple domains. Well, and again, you were talking about the Full Focus Planner. One of the things that I love about the Full Focus Planner is that it gives you a way to keep those goals in all domains of your life or all the ones you're focused on front and center, visible. And you know, the reason that we created the Full Focus Planner to begin with is that we wanted to help our clients and customers connect their annual goals with their daily actions. That's where we saw exactly. people getting stuck, You know, that people didn't have a natural connection. They, they set all these goals at the end of the year or the beginning of the year. But they didn't really have a way to operationalize that and wrap their daily priorities around it and really make that incremental progress that we were talking about last week on the podcast. And the full focus system is all about doing that. Um, You know, this is Christmas time, by the way, and it's the first of the year. And there's probably a lot of people in your life that are thinking about these things, too. And the full focus planner is an ideal gift to give this time of year, Um, especially we have so many different options and colors and all the things. uh, But that could be a real gift to the people in your life who you care about, helping them find a way to prioritize the things that matter most, not just professionally, but in all areas of their lives. I think it's really a way to give people the gift of transformation yeah. in a very practical way. Totally. So that people can actually connect their dreams, as you said, to their daily actions and see progress this next year. And, and to give people hope that 2021 can be different than 2020. Yep. That and, and I hope it is for me. And I've had a great 2020, but I want 2021 to be even better. And that's up to me to define it. And the Full Focus Planner gives me a way to capture my goals, to actually write them down. There's power in writing them down. There's power in focusing on them every day. And there's especially power in translating those into my weekly objectives and my daily big three so that, as we said last week, we could make incremental progress all through the quarter and actually make that future that we envisioned a reality. So dad, how do you think that your life is different than it might've been because you pay attention to all these domains in your life. You know, you're not only focused on the professional one. Well, I'd like to think that I would be successful regardless if I focused on just a vocational. I don't even think that's true. But I think uh, I, I could have had a health crisis sufficient that would have killed me or would have impaired me in a way that, that didn't leave me able to really serve people in my profession. I, I think I could, you know, have my relationships completely burnt up, you know, maybe be divorced, maybe have my kids not talking to me. You know, if I hadn't gotten focused on this 20 years ago, you know, I was on a trajectory that wasn't good. And it wasn't like I just decided at one point, hey, I think I'm going to ignore my health. I think I'm going to ignore my my family. I'm just going to really focus on work. No, it's much more subtle and insidious. And it just, just kind of happened. But thankfully, I woke up, and I hope that some of you listening to this, maybe you're waking up for the first time, or maybe you're being reminded of something you already know. But to, to take control of what you can control and begin to shape that future. And I think it, uh, I can't remember who it was that, that said it, but you know, the best way to predict the future is to create it. And so that's what you have the opportunity to do this season as we enter into the holidays as we think about our most important priorities, as we begin to focus on 2021 in a real way, you know, this is an opportunity to do that. 
Well, this is the perfect time of year to think about creating the future, to think about what you really want, uh, what matters to you in all areas of your life. And as we mentioned, it's also the perfect time of year to give the gift of transformation to the people you love and care about in your life. Uh, If you want to find out more about the Full Focus Planner and how you can give that as a gift, you can go to fullfocusstore.com. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been uh, great to be with you and to talk about how we can prioritize all areas of our lives that matter to us. We look forward to being back with you next week. Until then, lead to win. This episode of Lead to Win is brought to you by Your Best Year Ever Live a virtual event to help you set powerful goals for the new year. Claim your seat today at bestyearever.me.